But did you know that crayfish communicate by weeing in each other's faces? Electronic Wireless Show. It is the 6th of September, a Wednesday, if you were curious. And I'm curious. <laughs> we are actually in Brighton because RPS on tour. Um, we came down here to do some uh, official things, but well, here we kidnapped Chris Bratt of uh, Eurogamer fame. Hello, it's nice to have you all down here, actually. It's like the whole RPS family is all in that room next to us. <laughs> I had to walk in and, and grab like the stuff with which we're recording the podcast. And I think I embarrassed myself a little bit. They're all good. talking about very serious things. In I there. know, I, oh. could, I could tell and I completely ruined the vibe really badly. <laughs> Did they sort of stare at you and hiss like cats that have been disturbed like while eating a bird? A little something? bit. I, was, I think they, they suspected some kind of like cross like website espionage and that I was going in to try and learn all of RPS's current plans but I just needed to get a big tub of which to stick a microphone in that's a point I think Pip yeah we should explain <laughs> what it is that we are all sitting around well also just before we do so we've got Chris Bratt I'm Philippa War and this is Brendan Cordwell hello right good excellent so groundwork done um yeah no the setup here is spectacular um <laughs> Chris Bratt, would you like to talk us through the aesthetic that is, you've gone for? This is genuinely the first time I've ever let anyone really talk about it. Like whenever we have developers in and we do some voiceover with video stuff, or I yeah lend it to like gamesindustry.biz to do something similar, I tell them not to mention the audio tub because uh, <laughs> although I think Eurogamer is an all right website, and I think like when we <laughs> when we like. We, like, Is record... that your tagline now? Yeah, an all right website. <laughs> and when we record voiceover, I think it sounds, like, pretty good. Mm. Well... This is the thing. It doesn't matter what it, the thing looks like. Yeah. If the end result is, sounds gorgeous, then yeah. it doesn't matter that we're listening, that we're speaking into what is essentially <laughs> a, a tidy upper for children's toys. <laughs> Full of, like, <laughs> insulation foam. It's the audio tub. It's very embarrassing that we still use this, but... Right, but the overall effect, and I took a photo so that we can put that along with God the article <laughs> because like... no one confiscated my phone when we got into the building. Um, my favourite thing is that it actually looks like a jewelled egg within a special like it nest. It looks like we're all plotting how best to rob this really expensive microphone. <laughs> or like we're all enthralled to this thing. Oh, it's God. amazing. I feel so responsible for this. I'm glad, I'm glad that you've got a picture. You know what? The world deserves to know. Mm, mm. I want a social historian <laughs> from 5,000 years in the future to find a footage or a picture of us currently doing what we're doing now hunched over to a box and just say, this was their god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Nice. It's fine. It's fine. I'm over it. I'm okay. It's all right. How's your Brighton been so far, Brendy? Mine's been good. I like Brighton as a town. I haven't had fish and chips on the seaside in the mm-hmm. rain yet, which uh, is what I am supposed to do mm-hmm. whenever I come to Brighton. <laughs> um, but it's my first time here in years. It's my first time seeing all you guys in like two years. I know. I haven't seen you for two years, Pip. Well, the last time I saw you was at that um, at your leaving do for, mm. for you leaving the country. So I came back. <laughs> I understand the powers of sequels. It's a, it's a lack of commitment to a bit on your part. To be <laughs> well, I mean, two years is a long time to keep to a bit. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, it's not quite as short as my memory, though. So I, I, I was not baffled by your return. But no, it's good. Readers might be perplexed to know that Graham, our editor... Mm. I had never met before. So ever. you might not be Brendan, for all he knows. How did it, <laughs> how did it go? What was like? What was your opening was, gambit? Uh, I patted him on the back nice. and I said, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a kind of weird face at him. Uh, and he went, oh, nice. Thus convincing each other that you both are equally powerful with words. <laughs> That's why we're journalists. <laughs> um, but it's good, yeah, it's good to see everyone. Mm. I'm loving it. Pip, it sounds like you've had the the, the superior Brighton experience. Uh, I'm actually not involved in most of the uh, of the chats for various reasons. And so I actually went to the Sea Life Centre. Nice. So that was pretty great. I got the uh, the unlimited package, um, which meant that I got a behind the scenes tour. I didn't even is... know that was a thing. I've been, I've been oh, yeah. to the Sea Life Centre. I live in Brighton and have been there a couple of times. Who who did you buy this behind the scenes tour of? Like I've never even heard that was a thing. Well, see, I pre-booked and they oh, really pushed the I unlimited see. package. Oh, I see. Okay. But because it was, I think it was less money than it would have cost to buy the guide book separately, and I was probably going to do that. Right. And I got a free badge. Man, they really saw so, you going, didn't they? I mean, <laughs> quite frankly, a free badge. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but so you go behind the scenes and behind the scenes is essentially like four rooms, but it's cool four rooms because one of them is the kitchen. So you can kind of see all of the food prep stuff. For all the, the fish, fish before you eat it. <laughs> so apparently the You've really turtles... missed the Sea Life Centre here. It's not what the Sea Life Centre is. Not so much. On the, on the wall, it tells you what all of the different animals have to eat because obviously people need that as a reference guide. And the turtles, apparently one of the things that was on their list was cabbage but they've grown picky and so instead of cabbage they now have kale and pak choy kidding nope <laughs> only in brighton yeah, that, you get that will only be the brighton sea life center that has that issue that's <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> I, I remember last time i went i was being slightly mortified because my favorite slightly tri- mortified yeah it was like the the you know the rays are great right because yes. they're they're big and they flappy and they have little faces yeah on the bottom it's great <laughs> and I walked through. There's a uh, a big glass tunnel, like uh, yeah. like under one of the pools, and I saw like one of like a huge ray pin a fish against uh, against the tunnel as I was walking past, <laughs> almost like it was showing me like what it was capable of, and just. It, it didn't look like the fish was going to survive that encounter. Really? Or yeah. did it look like the littler fish was going camping? <laughs> and it was in a big sleeping yeah. bag. No, it, it looked like murder. It looked like straight <laughs> fish on fish murder. Yeah. And what? So you didn't investigate? Well, no, I, I stood around. <laughs> what did you like, expect them to do? Go and ask yeah. the manta what it's doing? <laughs> fish forensics, like, obviously. It was, uh, I, I think it was trying to eat it. Do rays eat fish? They don't look like they should be able to. No, well, I mean, I, I didn't see that part of the thing. Oh. I mean, I don't remember that part of the No, as in I didn't see on the on their chart. Oh, I see. You see. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I wouldn't have thought so. It doesn't I, sound like something that can happen. I assume it's more that the ray, because the eyes are on the top. So it wouldn't necessarily have seen. It just sort Maybe of squashed it. Because they, they run across like the bases of things, don't they? Like rays kind of sit on the bottoms. So right, some right. species do. I mean, obviously manta rays go swooping. But um, anyway. But yeah, your knowledge of rays is so, <laughs> my far other, greater than my, my own. One other interesting fact that I learned behind the scenes was um, they have a room where they check on all of the um, the conditions in all of the tanks, like the water quality and things, and they test it for acidity and stuff like that. But one of the things they test for is ammonia, and um, fish pee. Yeah, but did you know that crayfish communicate by weeing in each other's faces? That's weird I isn't it i did know that <laughs> did you <laughs> this is one of the only things i look up on the internet no i didn't know that and i didn't want to know and you told me now and so. thus you know loads of ammonia fish chats so they have to keep cleaning mm. that tank so that the crayfish can continue to talk to each other so i should probably have asked this but i'm not sure whether it's a case of like a cleaning or whether it's that you add other chemicals right, okay. to to bring you know the the water quality back in line, or whether you know. What's like, the it, opposite I, of ammonia? What do you do to ammonia well, to ammonia make it all is, ammonia? Um, alkaline, isn't it? It's bleach, basically. Once so again, it would be something acidic. It's, it's coffee. T- lemon juice. <laughs> 
We should talk about video games. We probably should. Fish. Yes. So <laughs> they wee in each other's faces. Okay. That's Come on, let's sorry, move on. Sorry, sorry. Okay, that's fine. That's the trivia. Yeah. People can look it up on their own. Okay, they'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and so we come to the sordid topic of video mm-hmm. games. I've heard of these things. Um, so, uh, Chris Bratt, as our guest, what have you been playing? Oh, I get to go first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been mostly playing XCOM 2: War of the Chosen, which yeah, it's probably so. I think I've stepped in for. Or, for Adam, right, on this today's podcast. Well, yes. I mean, yes. So it's like you're actually talking about the same thing he probably exactly. would talk about. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's like it, it's probably not too much of a jump. Yeah. Um, I uh, reviewed it a couple of weeks ago now, and it's like actually just in the middle. Gamescom came at a very annoying time because yeah. I just wanted to play that a lot because it was very, very good. <laughs> and apparently Germany had an issue of that. Wanted to do a big game show instead. Um, it's it's brilliant. Do you, how how for me. You two with XCOM 2, like the original game? I know XCOM 2, mm-hmm. but I, I haven't got the expansion Okay, yet. cool. How about you? I know that Alice had me in her squad and I was amazing and she would send me gifts, but <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell I'm bad at XCOM, so I don't play it. Okay, so it's, um, I think Phyrexis, uh, who also make the Civilization series, are one of, like, the last true studios to make proper expansions to games, it feels like. Um, they have an interesting approach to this as well. That when you uh, install War of the Chosen, you you start an XCOM 2 campaign again from scratch, which I think some people find really off-putting, especially if you've just very recently played it. Because mm. the first mission is uh, almost identical to the, to, to the one you will have already done uh, without the expansion installed. And then after that point, everything opens up and changes really dramatically. Uh, it's like adds... Just a horrendous number of systems. So many so that um, I remember when I first heard about the expansion, it sounded like way too much. You know, like um, you hear about like feature creep and, and mm. like developers maybe getting a little too enthusiastic, wanting everything in their game rather than focusing on just the best bits. And it sounded like that on steroids. And uh, when you first play it, it even feels like that, especially on like the strategy layer. So XCOM has two bits. There's like yeah. when you're on the ground fighting with your troops and then when you're like... You're sort of like looking after the world for the rest of it. And uh, that part of the game is just like throwing so much information at you that you're like, oh my God, they've really, they've really overdone it. Um, and until like you, you settle down, you actually start to see how they all, all these separate bits slot together. And it turns out they just made that game even better. Like they, uh, I think World of the Chosen could have very easily, like a lot of the features they've added could have very easily been saved for a sequel a completely different game yeah. expansion um, so I kind of really like that I'm um, going to ask you the most important question okay. which is how did you how did you name your squad oh so I have I had a character pool from my previous game because uh, I, I play an Iron Man so I, I lose a lot like I have to keep restarting like the best thing that XCOM 2 did was like I did a feature where you make all your soldiers once on the main menu and then every time you start a new game it just brings them in randomly because it's like alternate realities where the same yeah, yeah. five people die over and exactly. over again. <laughs> so I have, I do have some favourites. I've got, oh God, definitely left my phone on there. Um, I think, oh, that's loud, isn't it? There's You're never coming on this podcast again. I'm <laughs> unprofessional. Um, so I've got, I, mine's a mix of like actors that I really like, characters from things that I really like, and then co-workers and a few friends. But I, I Am I in it? Oh god! I was about to say you have to be careful who you tell that to because then, then they ask you. <laughs> if this they're is in the it. immediate question. Is Brendan in it? No, neither of you are in it because I wouldn't like to put you in harm's way like that. That's very and kind that's, of you. That's well, a what good I, lie that you've just come up with. Just listeners then. won't be able to know, but whenever you were explaining this, you were you just sheepishly looked over <laughs> your shoulder <laughs> to see if anybody in the office was listening. <laughs> it, you've good. got people in your team then who are definitely here in this office somewhere. I've got like Christian Dunlan, obviously, right? Mm. Like because I'm I'm in love with that man. Um, and then. I th- no, I think that might be it from Eurogamer. Oh, I love no. how you're whispering. It's <laughs> yeah, a they're podcast. Over there. They're over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, yeah, they could just listen to it. I see what you mean. Uh, <laughs> but, like, like, the rest of them are just, like, people that I think would be good in a, like, a combat scenario. Like, Ross Kemp is often... Oh, yes. very good. Very yeah. good. I think he'd be great at fighting aliens. Nice. Um, I have Jeremy Corbyn because, like, <laughs> not not he wouldn't be quite as good at fighting aliens. However, there's, like, a... Um, you can, like, attach a sort of 
oh, what's it called? I think it's like a mood that you can give to the character. So it mm. basically affects the way they, their posture, the way they stand. That's right, yeah. And you can have one that's like uh, hard done to. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just suits him so perfectly <laughs> that he's just like always just looking down and looks a bit like miserable. And it just it worked too well to not include him. So I know that in the um, in War of the Chosen, mm-hmm. Characters can develop like bonds with yes. each other. Yeah, yeah, Has yeah. Ross Kemp bonded with anyone? Uh, Ross- Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. I caught Ross Kemp did bond with someone. Yeah, he. I think he, actually he bonded one one of the new hero characters. So that's a bit boring. Uh, but um, okay. I remember Christian Donlan, uh, who is a coworker of mine, and in many ways a sort of parental figure to me in my working life, <laughs> um, established a level three bond with my actual dad. Uh, which was, was really... a level three ball, <laughs> yeah, not just yeah. a normal ball. <laughs> which was a, a bit weird. Um, and yeah, so like on the battlefield, that gives them a bunch of like unique skills they can use together. But like more than that, it just like they hang out together on the base. Like you'll zoom in on your Avenger, and they'll just be just like, be my dad and your dad just yeah. playing chess yeah. together. In the, in the it's like, it's like, what are they talking about? What, 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 like, oh, they're obviously God. talking about you. <laughs> they're like, Commander Chris is a bit, you know. <laughs> Didn't he got? Oh my god! He got, he yeah. got every. He got Ross Kemp killed in the last <laughs> mission. Yeah. So I, I found, I found that a little bit strange. And you can't really. Um, so you can decide who, like, when when two characters like each other enough to form a bond, you can only um, form like one bond per pair of characters. But you can choose that moment. However, like uh, the game randomly decides who's compatible with each other. So uh, it just happened that those two like very quickly established a friendship. And I was just like, oh, God. I mean, I guess it makes, like, gameplay sense for me to, to <laughs> get these skills really quick. I don't like that your friend's like this. It's weeding me out. But that was saying. Um, I really liked that system. They, it comes, I think there's a clear inspiration there from, like, the Fire Emblem series. Yeah. And, like, char- characters fighting together, like, growing um, close to each other. And it does, like... The best bits of XCOM... I think the XCOM 2 storyline is okay. Like, um... I like the whole thing about you having lost the first game and, and I'm coming back about that. But the best bits about that story I've always found are like the stories you create for yourself or like or the game um, sort of provides you with without meaning to. So like those two characters becoming friends meant that whenever they went on a mission together, uh, it, it felt a bit different. And if one of them was in harm's way and in fact, if one of them dies, like the other character will go berserk and you lose control of them for a little while. And it creates these like small, memorable uh, moments from your campaign that do they that feel unique to you? Do they get stressed and sad if their best mate has died? Yes. After a mission, will yeah, they just hang they, out on the base and be like pining? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They um, I I don't I don't know what what happens like visually, but they they pick up uh, negative traits. I, like whenever a character, if you, they brought in a fatigue system as well, which is another really cool idea, which basically means that you. Like, you can't use the same people over and over and over well, again. Well, you can, but you're, if you take them out and they're tired, they're, there's an increased chance that they'll, like, they, they'll because their willpower will have gone down, so they can panic more easily. And then if you're just doing it, they can sometimes pick up these permanent or semi-permanent negative traits, which are really cool things that, once again, like add a little bit of uh, color to a character um, rather than being like completely game-breaking. It'll be things like uh, if, if you've taken them out and they're just a bit stressed out, they might pick up like a... Um, a need to always have their weapon reload so sometimes you'll tell someone to move somewhere uh. and take a shot and instead of doing that they'll move there and then be like oh no but my weapon has to be reloaded and then they use your t- use up the turn that's really um, Darkest Dungeon yeah, like, was, yeah, yeah. like yeah. basically a lot of the interesting new systems I really really like this about uh, Phyrexis and uh, the lead uh, designer Jake Solomon they're very open about the fact that they, they just lift things they lift things so they um, yeah they referenced Darkest Dungeon and like uh, one thing that I think around the it was the same day that War of the Chosen was announced I don't know if you remember this at um, E3 Mario Rabbids was revealed officially <laughs> as well XCOM Mario yeah. Rabbids <laughs> and like everyone was asking like the XCOM team what do you think about this what, like wondering if because they had some rights you could argue to be like uh, peeved peeved yeah mm. um, although you know then you can say that well, you took this idea from yeah. original XCOM whatever well, and it was really cool to hear their answer to that which was like it's really cool that there's they're introducing more people to this genre. But more than that, like if they do anything good, we're just gonna nick it. <laughs> and uh, they, yeah, they clearly have had that approach and are quite open about it. They even got like the Nemesis system from uh, Shadow of Mordor. They sort of tweaked that for the chosen villains in, in World of the Chosen. 
And uh, that fatigue system that I mentioned, you can see a link there between with a, a really popular mod called Long War. Oh yeah, yeah. For the original well, game. they've been working with those guys. Yeah, they? like very officially. And um, it's just cool to see them like look at other games and go, you know what, you did that better than than we do. We want to do that as well. Um, mm. there's, there doesn't seem to be a lot of sort of like too much pride uh, around like learning from other games and also just openly talking about the fact that you've learned from the game as well, which I, I think I respect. So question, mm-hmm. uh, something that I've been asking people who I have spoken to about XCOM 2 War of the Chosen is how do you describe it? Because for me, it always sounds like New Game Plus yeah. rather than an expansion as you would actually understand that it, generally. Yeah, right? I mean, like you, you that's a, a good point in the fact that you're starting the campaign in exactly the same... Like, the first mission and last mission are going to be almost identical to the ones you've already done, so it feels like, like how can you justify the price point for it? Because you're paying almost the, the price of a full game for this expansion. But it does feel like a the, the the sheer quantity of systems. I know I've referenced quite small things, but they're really important, um, like the fatigue, the bonds, the the way that the chosen work. Um, there's just like it feels like there's hundreds of small things like that that have been applied mm. to this, and um, some fairly big ones as well. But it, it it the end result is that every mission that you play after perhaps that first one feels uh, completely unique to all the chosen. Doesn't like it feels like a separate game. Almost okay. like a sequel at times. Uh, they uh, a thing that I they introduced that I really like to make sure that the sort of general missions, the um, the sort of day to day ones, they're called uh, oh guerrilla ups. Um, mm. To make sure that they feel different, they added a system called sit reps, which has like just a weird modifier to each each mission that you go on, and so that kind could of be like, like the nightfall strikes in Destiny, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Okay. Um, and but it it means that every mission you play. Um, feels like something very, very different to what you'd experience in the base game. Mm. Uh, so yeah. what I'm getting is like, it's kind of like in most games when you've got an expansion, it's like you've got a hamburger and then you get that extra student NUS <laughs> cheeseburger <laughs> when you show your NUS card, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but you've sort of got this thing which turns your hamburger into a big tasty. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. XCOM like, World of the Chosen is more like... <laughs> When you go and you know there's a secret menu in McDonald's. You know <laughs> no, that? I didn't. There, That's why it's secret. There's apparently oh. some. I don't know about this. This is what I've been told. There's a secret menu. You can, oh no, wait. Is it McDonald's or is have it that you other gone one? To Burger five, King? five guys somewhere. There's a secret menu, and you ask for a certain mix of the burgers. Like right. you get a Big Mac, but you also get a whatever on top. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, I mean the burger analogy is falling <laughs> apart. <laughs> like the burger. <laughs> I'm just saying, so if you do go to McDonald's, you can ask for curry sauce. Mm. Some people like, charge you for it, but that what? depends on whether it's a franchise whoa, 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 or a branch. Whoa, that, I, I was, think that was supposed to be like a cool thing. Did you guys just know that? I didn't know that. No, well, but I thought it. I, I my mean, my sister likes the curry sauce. I don't oh. care that much because oh. it's just curry but, sauce. But I mean, but. Most people don't I'm not know asking about for it. like a McFlurry Big Mac. Yeah, but the people on the, who are listening probably don't. Yeah, right? th- yeah. Okay, no, I just I just felt like that that was written off a bit quickly. There, I, I think it's like the people like, listening do know when they will tell us that they do. Know. <laughs> All right. Just saying. It's, well, I won't forward those emails on to Chris Bratz. So okay. <laughs> he can live his, yeah. his life, <laughs> and we can we can live ours. So yeah, All the Chosen is like XCOM Two is is a burger, and All the Chosen just makes it a much bigger, better burger, rather than getting some like fries on the is, side or whatever. I, I forgot how the analogy went. To it's I think that's perfect. No, that works. That's <laughs> fine. Let's, let's leave it alone for, for now. Um, so, <laughs> would you like to talk about Absolver, PUBG, Plunkbat, or P- <laughs> Life Wait, is Strange Before the Storm? Hang on. Yes, hello. Just as an aside, yes. you said PUBG... And then Plunk Bat. It's, but you just still haven't said the actual games. Uh, player Unknown's Battleground. There we go. How many like There might there be any, a couple of people out there who don't know Plunk yeah, Bat. But are as there Plunk any Bat like yet? TMs or like Oz or like Probably hundreds. Mm, but I don't know. Maybe some punctuation. What, what are you calling it? Plunk Bat. Yeah. Plunk Bat. Yes. Player Unknown's Battle. Right. Plur, oh. plur, the plur, um, and then uh, Unk right. from Unknown. Okay. And then the bat. And then bat. Plunk bat. Right, yeah, okay. It makes a lot of sense. Is that is that caught on, has it? Yes, uh, it, like yes it definitely <laughs> yes, has. Obviously okay. it has. Probably. I think if you're not calling it that, you're 
a it's bit behind. A Bre- error. We call it Brendan's Battlegrounds because he like, he's not he's not unknown at this stage, is he? He's Brendan. That would be so. Uh, <laughs> he must be fuming. <laughs> just sitting there. Well, hang on, that would get confusing in our office because oh, yeah. of you. We should yeah. call it Mr. Green's <laughs> Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, it's... Mr. G's Battle G's. Did, did you see like this this week? It's just like sold its tenth. 10 millionth Isn't it, copy. It has more players than Dota. Oh, it's, it had point. more concurrent players yeah, than like Dota 2, which is which the first number Dota to do is that. a free game. Mm. It's like, I'm... Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I don't like it. So yeah. You don't like PUBG? No. Or Brenda's Battlegrounds? No. Sunk that. No. <laughs> okay. What's well, keeping you coming back? Oh, it's the it's the consequence of it. Like when you actually like you spend so much time building up to your first like encounter with another person in that game, and when it happens, it feel because the stakes are so high, and you've often like spent like ten, fifteen minutes collecting gear and and thinking about your plan for that match. It makes that that firefight and that encounter with another person feel so much more important than any other game seems to seems to offer. It's I guess similar to like why I like. XCOM 2 it's like the consequence of it like when you make an action mm. because you can lose something that's very important to you it feels more worthwhile well that's because you play on Iron Man right <laughs> yeah yeah. but like yeah it's, it's like uh, and I've always I've always really enjoyed that in, in PUBG I just thought that like when, when you when you do actually manage to kill someone you feel like you're really good <laughs> and do you play with Mates, yes. or do you play just you? Don't really like playing solo that much. I, I like doing that to practice for when I'm going to then play with my friends, which is is the more fun bit. Yeah, um, I see. Maybe this is my mistake. I played it a while ago, and I wrote an uh, early access mm-hmm. like review of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it because I'd played loads of battle royale games oh, before, and what? it just didn't seem that ago, different. How long ago did you did you write this? Wait, tell me when it, like when, a line when, it, when it came out. Were you ever very, like, very recent I don't see this being a particularly big deal. Yeah, well, that's what I felt. Like, no, no, actually, the reason I took it on was because it was selling very well oh, yeah. whilst people were playing it. And I thought, okay, well, you know, there's got to be something good about it. And then I played it, and I just, I, like, I, I honestly could not tell the difference mm. apart, like, apart from very small things between H1Z1 yeah, yeah. and this. Oh, it's got a, what's the mode called in that? It's like... It's King just the, survive. King it's of the like kill King of the Kill is the, the new like yeah, the whatever the one was where the 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 the, the player space gets mm. smaller. I actually haven't played any other battle royale stuff really, so I haven't there's, got that. Comparison. There's one called the Culling, which is the mm. player space gets smaller as well, mm-hmm. where it, other places get gassed yeah. until mm. it comes up, and that's like a really Hunger Games inspired right. type of thing, not battle royale inspired type of thing, mm-hmm. but like with a Americanized Hunger Games twist mm. it's like all televised and right. everything and oh, you okay, have yeah. a wacky uh commentator who t- you know talks while you're preparing and stuff like this Blood Bowl. <laughs> yeah and you can set traps and all this stuff and i actually thought it was all right mm. um because it was different from h1z1 yep mm. and then i played battlegrounds unknown and it's so it's just really um spartan do you know mm. what i mean like it's just go get guns you have to be good at firing guns i'm crap at firing guns yeah. i like to put a big like stick in the ground that would hurt someone when they walked into it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> is that something that you can do in H one Z one, or is that just a general, you can do a general in, in the culling? Oh, okay. Which, right, is, yeah. which is one of the other battle uh, battle royale type games. I'm imagining games. you playing a battle royale type game, but with the rakes like sideshow Bob walks into. <laughs> Just surround yourself with a circle of them. Yeah. Ah, yes, the trap is set. <laughs> um, oh no! How do I, I leave? Like it out. <laughs> I I really um. But uh, this is the annoying thing is I really like Daisy whenever Daisy was mm-hmm. uh, very very widely played, mm. um, and I love yeah the feeling of consequence that you got all this stuff yeah, and yeah. you're trying to survive and then somebody just snipes you from a hill yeah. and that's it it's mm. over and you just have to kind of accept that yeah. that was how badly things went or you have these really hair raising moments where the adrenaline is like coursing mm. through mm. your veins because it's so and and that's something that happens in. Uh, in Plunkbad, but what? Well, don't laugh. We're calling it that. <laughs> no, no, I was actually just reminiscing about our Daisy Book Club. Oh yeah, we did do that, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> we had it. We, we had it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly because the books were terrible. Well, the one book that we found and did was terrible. To explain, mm. Pip once took me and who was it else? Matthew Cox. Yeah. Uh, 
through Desi, we walked through Desi and looked for the books that you would find in game. Mm. Oh my god! And then we would go and read that book. And then we would reconvene. And then we would reconvene in Desi and walk around picking up cans of beans and to survive. And, we and would, talk well, about so the book that we had read. We were read. discussing That's the, the most book like it was. A, life. We were talking about the book like it was a book club while we searched for the next book. That's right, yeah. And yeah. tried to stay alive. I think we only got two books deep. I believe, yes. Nice. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, it was it was very very fun. Um, I think I think you you did raise a really interesting point then because you asked me what what kept me coming back and I described the pros of the battle royale genre. I didn't really. I don't really know what separates PUBG from from the rest, so it's interesting to talk to someone that has a bit more experience with the the competition. Well, I think at this point, though, once you've got a critical mass, it'll also be friends bringing their friends mm-hmm. in because in that way, it's it's about where the people are that you want to play with, even if a different game does it for you more. It like. Like for example, with um, with Destiny, the big thing about that for me is playing it with friends. And so, whether I play it on PC or on console, mm-hmm. it's going to be dictated by where yeah. my friends are. Friends and, are. and I get the impression or the fact that, that that's... like the PC version is like a whole month. Later. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, obviously. And I think that's definitely got something to do with it because a huge crowd of people were really, really annoyed with H1Z1. Z1, H1Z1, <laughs> that they were... Heezy. With Heezy, <laughs> that they were uh, they were annoyed at the developer of that because they weren't seen to be doing enough and the early access thing was dragging on so long and they weren't developing it. It's daybreak, to the, isn't it? To, yeah, to the... Um, it's daybreak, yeah. To the extent that the audience was happy with. Mm-hmm. They all... A, a large portion of them, or this is what a, a lot of people have been saying, I don't know the numbers, so it could mm. all be nonsense mm-hmm. but the legend goes <laughs> <laughs> that a huge portion of he- heezy players have gone to plunk bat because yeah. they feel like that is new it's fresh and it's being worked on mm-hmm. like it's they they add things coming, really yeah. yeah and they, they yeah. do to their credit brendan green does to his credit single-handedly add loads of things yeah. to that game <laughs> yeah I, I, perhaps that is that is the difference there. It's because, not single-handed. I know. No. <laughs> I, just, I just like the image of oh, just sorry, yeah. player unknown sitting there yeah. working on it like he's this one one indie man oh, team. and with a mask on because no one knows. <laughs> no one knows who I am. We, we, we interviewed him at Gamescom. Um, he was at Rest as well, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh, a video on your game channel with, with uh, Ian interviewed him and he's ridiculously nice. Not Ian. Brendan Green. Um, like... <laughs> He's the, Sick burn on he, Ian. He's one of those, like, for such a enormously successful, like, uh, developer and now, like, business person. Like, I, I they so humble and, like, quite chilled out and, like, hasn't got carried away with the fact that 10 million people have now bought that game. We'll give him time. I don't understand it. We'll yeah. give him time. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that will catch up. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't believe in people getting rich and famous and not going a bit do lally. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll so, see how it goes. Last question on that front: mm-hmm. How many chicken dinners? Oh, I've only got one uh, with the group. I and yeah, I'm a bit crap at it to be honest. Like <laughs> I, we we stream it once a week and. Uh, you feel like there'd be some sense of progress, like playing it like as a group together with good communication, or at least the ability to communicate. I shouldn't call it good. Uh, <laughs> like once a week, you'd feel like there would be like a a sense that oh, okay, well we did all right last week, and then this week we learned from that mistake that we did, and then mm. we sort of um, continued onwards. And there hasn't really been that, so it's just we just play consistently a bit crap and get very very panicky. <laughs> like I I sometimes wonder if the communication does help because like when 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 we get into like a spot of trouble, there's just like one person will start screaming and then we're all screaming and then it's really like why are we even like talking to each other at that point because it's not useful. Um, so yeah, just the one chicken dinner for us. Um, I think Alice is on five. Oh really? Five solo chicken dinners. Oh man, that's she's, impressive. She's a, a flock. Yeah. She's got a whole hen house. Yeah. I imagine some of those chicken dinners are team chicken dinners though. I don't know. Our, our family chicken dinners. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't remember if she plays mostly with other people or alone. I think she mixes it up. So. Lone wolf. God, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't, you, you saw like when we were like waiting to do the podcast and I had to go in, into another room and like get something from there. Hmm. 
like I don't like that I found quite stressful and got a bit flustered like I don't deal particularly so well being with like, the final like, yeah, being okay, under right. fire yeah. <laughs> and it's the fact that you know like maybe if it didn't have the counter in the top right that says like, mm. like what the position is like how many are left I think if I, ne- if I was never told that I think I'd probably play better the moment you start getting into like the top 20 top 10 Oh my god! I just like become a different person. <laughs> it's really Crack weird. under yeah, pressure. Yeah, you do. Never take up esports, Chris Bratt. Yeah, Never. I don't think I don't think that that's that's the life for me. <laughs> or poker. No, <laughs> just just, I, just maybe just have a very calm, like non-pressured existence. I feel is is the way for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> PUBG just doesn't allow for that. Plug that. Have you guys got any? What like? I didn't get a single chicken dinner. That's oh, why yeah. I give it a really bad review. Nice, nice. Okay, no, that's good. Now yeah. it all makes sense. Now, now we, I don't we play see it. The... I'm too busy playing easy games like Dota and League of Legends. <laughs> yes, all oh, those famously easy games. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. This PUBG nonsense yeah. is just too complicated for me. <laughs> uh, Destiny 2 is like out today, right? Are you like, so you said you're going to wait until... Not on PC, mate. Oh, so you're going to wait until... Well, I was You thinking... said, I thought you were going to get it on PlayStation. So... You're allowed to say that. As in, I will get it on PlayStation, it's just that, because we're here, so it's not like I could play it at launch, right? I see. So, yeah. <laughs> so I figured I would, you know, play it when I got home. Nope. Just, yep. <laughs> E.g. over yep. this weekend. Nope. But definitely physical location does have an impact on whether you play games or not (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I've got nothing to add in Destiny 2 it looks quite nice and everyone seems to have a good time with it but it's more Destiny which is quite frankly what I I like there you go (laughs) good I like the the music the music sounds very nice that's, that's what I like the skies. Yeah. Mm. Oh, they do a good skybox, don't they, Benji? Yeah. That's what, that's what they should basically yeah. have on the, in front of their offices. <laughs> what everybody sky. always says this, and it's just like, oh, they do a good skybox. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, and it's also like, and the guns just feel good, you know? Yeah. They just feel like bungees, a bungee gun just feels better. It's like, all oh, right, okay. I yeah. mean, like, it is a bit of a cliche to say that. They do, don't they? They do. They do. They do. Music, skyboxes, and, and gun guns. Yeah. Like, those are those are the three things. Crap at telling a story. <laughs> Space <laughs> opera. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to talk about life is strange? Life oh, yeah. is strange before strange the strand. Before the except, I keep calling it beyond the storm, which is kind of in completely the wrong direction. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about it. What is life is strange? So, Beyond the storm, before the storm. <laughs> Life is strange. Between the storm is the um, it is a game <laughs> where oh, okay uh, disruption from outside. Anyway, um, Life is Strange uh, Before the Storm is the um, it, it's a prequel which focuses in on the character of Chloe Price from the original games. She is the main character's. She is the main character's former BFF, who gradually becomes her current BFF again, and uh, other things happen, and there is a sort of time-travelling, puzzle-solving teen drama that builds around that For people that don't already love Life is Strange, the very, like, the the words that stand out there are the time-travelly bits, right? Like, they, they sound like... What? Yeah. Sorry, oh, and yeah. it's a team drawn with with time travel. Mm. Whereas the prequel has none of that. So the prequel right? doesn't have time travel because the one that could time travel was Max, mm-hmm. the main character from the previous one, and she's not in this one apart from as a sort of an absent figure because Chloe is sort of missing her friend who's mm-hmm. not come back yet, and Chloe doesn't know that she will. And so it's like it's interesting in that the the first game was a lot about the absence of a different friend and this one is about the absence of Max so that was kind of a nice mirroring mm-hmm. um, but this one is very much about uh, Chloe's story and the fact that she um, strikes up this really intense immediate friendship with the most popular girl at school um, in a sort of an unexpected way while she's sort of knee deep in teen angst and grief over the recent death of her father um, and so, <laughs> I mean, that makes it, I mean, obviously that's a lot of heavy material, but it's also, um, really sweet in places mm-hmm. and really sort of up, 
lifting um and some of the teen body language is just adorable frankly like, like just things like um how sometimes like two characters will stand like close to each other but in a kind of an awkward way or there'll be a moment between them and there's a sort of I've like, oh, I've got a nitpicky so nitpicky question Of course you do <laughs> <laughs> Do go on The body language mm. is good is the actual dialogue good so i mean i thought that it was decent i mean i i actually think it's better than the original game in a lot of ways because i think that so it is actually being made it was made by deck nine uh rather than don't nod who mm-hmm. were the made the original oh, okay. game um but i think that having made the original game like over time the episodes kind of settled into themselves it felt like as they sort of made things and so obviously deck nine have this proposition that they can go back to and reference that that was maybe more finished mm. or you know and and because of the um voice actors strike they weren't working with ashley birch that's right yeah but oh, you they, that, of course, yeah. or rather they they weren't having her do the voice but they did work with her like doing character consultation for like things uh, related to chloe specifically because that was my that's the reason i didn't get past the start of mm. the first one because all the dialogue was kind of like it was like that Steve Buscemi picture, <laughs> you know, like, what's up, fellow teens? And it definitely didn't sound like any teenager I had ever met. Uh, and I, I, it just pulled me right out. Oh, and I want to know, so is that I still thought there? Or? It was, I thought it was fine, and it took me a lot less time to settle into it than the first episode of the original um it is still episodic there are three and they've only released the first one uh, so far and it did have that same feeling of okay there are rough edges that either i will get used to or they will smooth off or maybe they'll just sort of continue to be a bit annoying but the, the <laughs> but rest i'll put of up it, with them well, like, because i like chloe <laughs> because the rest of it does hold up and it is really sweet and it's really sort of earnest and gawky and like really heartfelt in a way that games don't often manage um and so so while you're playing you can do i should probably talk a bit more about what you actually do um there is a lot of like you know you interact with objects to sort of to have chloe's responses to them or to you know to get her to talk to people and make choices as part of what she's doing in a conversation and so sometimes that works sometimes it works less well um in terms of you know her being belligerent towards uh, the dude that her mum is dating you know things like that um that conversation kind of ricocheted around because it felt like the writers wanted you to understand why chloe hates him so kind of have him be a bit of a jerk but then also you couldn't write him off completely otherwise her mum it makes no sense for her to be with him so he would like it feels like he's two different people in that character to try and make that Mm. make sense which is that really hasn't settled for me but then the rest of it is maybe i put in the review a few times where it doesn't work but then also like a time when it does is um i went to school one morning and just sat down with some uh, people that she knew uh at a picnic bench thing and they were playing D&D or like that universe's version of D&D oh, right, but it was like it was such a good um, little vignette in that like all of the reactions that Chloe gives are so Chloe <laughs> and like the the DM in that scenario just goes with it and she you know lets you do all of these things or like and there is some sort of choice based stuff within that but it's just a really nice character snapshot of that Um, And the other thing that you can do, so you can't do the rewinding time thing, but like Chloe's special power is basically arguing with people. And so like (laughs) in certain... You talk talk back to people, don't you? Instead of the time travel thing, you just talk back at someone. Yeah, you basically, you have the power of insulting and arguing. And you basically respond to cues in the conversation (laughs) to try and sort of bend it to your will, but by being a bolshy brat, essentially. Let's not be using Brat as an insult. <laughs> ah, confusing. And, yeah, and so I just really liked it um, because it 
it, in terms of it made sense for that character yeah. that yeah she can't rewind time but she can be a complete <laughs> pain so yeah and so there's things like that and then you start uncovering more um more about i guess her life and her relationships to these other characters start developing and there is stuff that is left unanswered at the end of the chapter it didn't feel like there was a central mystery in the way that there was with the original game this feels more like maybe a character study Mm -hmm, or like an explanation of a intense relationship um which i almost prefer fine yeah Yeah. um unless i've completely blanked on something (laughs) crucial because it's been you know a few days since i've played it (laughs) so uh, my brain is small (laughs) that sounds really cool because one of the things i liked that you said there was when you was going the dnd bit it 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 really felt like chloe's character Mm. um because i remember when i first heard about this game it was like it was like a triple whammy of like reasons why it could be a disaster it was like first of all it's not don't nod um mm. like developers changing and that's that can always be difficult um second of all it was a, a prequel and and i think uh although it definitely sounds like it justifies its position at the time some people worried maybe do we need a prequel like we we already know these characters well enough and and is that the right way to go and then third of all losing ashley birch as chloe mm. like the main character in it lo- those three things could like if there was a lot to sort of prove here and the mm. fact that you like referenced that character feeling like that character yeah um is like the most reassuring thing to hear i think yeah and i think it's important to remember that the first episode of the original wasn't perfect mm. like i wasn't sold on it until i think towards the end of episode two or possibly even three depending on when particular things happened because right. i can't in my mind i can't picture the exact timeline mm-hmm. but um yeah so it did take a while to bed in even then but it has that it it feels true to the the sensibility of the original that's great um, that's really cool which is really cool yeah so, how many episodes are there gonna be it's three only three yeah i don't know why i'm complaining my mind was just like how many were you I don't know, for. my mind was just like, don't things usually come in sixes, these things? <laughs> that's probably just well, a, that's probably just a, a telltale five, thing. So, was it? I mean... Three's fine. I don't I know mean, why I was like so annoyed. Right? I, I realised that it was stupid to be annoyed the moment I said it. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, this is you. You only read books that have, you know, a certain number of chapters in it. What? <laughs> I'm making a, a point that this is a ridiculous approach for you even to... It didn't work, did it? No, no. I didn't okay. even get it. Well, no. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that you found a reason to be crossfire. It sounds good. It sounds cool. And I know that it made uh, Johnny from uh, the Arena team cry a little bit when they were. Oh, doing was the it was Johnny. Story. Okay, yeah. I saw. I saw a, a, a tweet or something mm. that somebody said oh, one of the Eurogamer team yeah, yeah. is crying at the new Life Johnny. of Strange, and I was like. <laughs> I was like trying to pick out who's going to be, but it was Johnny. Okay, there was yeah. a bit where I got weepy, and I'm kind of it's interested to yeah, like because there's a bit just before it which didn't quite work, and I was sat there going, "Oh, that am didn't, I supposed to feel oh, sad?" Yeah, like it, am I? I don't get it. And then like that happened, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, right, fair enough. You got it. Sure. That's cool. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Leave me." <laughs> Oh, uh, so yeah, so that's Life is Strange Before the Storm, uh, episode Uno. Uh, Brendy, you have been playing Absolver still. Yeah, I feel bad at talking about it because we talked about it last week again. Well, I'm interested to know um, like what it's doing that's keeping you coming back. Like, same. It is strange because with, in yeah. a in a week, whenever XCOM Two came out, any other week, mm-hmm. I would have been on that, and yeah. I would have just been there playing XCOM. Two's expansion straight away, um, but I don't know why I've just been punching people in the <laughs> head. I think it's because I got a little bit deeper. I'd only played for about three hours before, I'm now like sixteen hours in or something. Completed the story mode, which is is like nothing. It's just, you get a cape, like you climb a tower, you get a cape. <laughs> uh, a, you fight you fight a person at the top of the tower who looks menacing, and and she is menacing because when you come up to meet her. I won't even say like she just she's a very menacing person. <laughs> um, get, uh, and uh, but but you beat her, you get a cape, and then basically the game just says, "All right, now you go 
and you do PvP. Yeah. <laughs> like, off you go. Off you go. Yeah, just yeah. go and beat people up. Um, <laughs> Don't so, have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. So I've been trying to get better at my PvP game. First, I went and learned how to um, do drunken, uh, drunken style kung fu. Nice. So if any of you... Have either of you seen the Jackie Chan movies, Drunken Master? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's basically that. Excellent. It is exactly that. Your character kind of... It's called stagger style, and you kind of, like, fall around, and you... Each different stance has all those Jackie Chan moves, you know, where you're tumbling over, you're punching people backwards, you're pretending to take drinks while you do it. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's really, really satisfying to play. And when you, um, when you get into the nitty-gritty of the fighting, there are three different types of fighting, and one of them is, like, you block, one of them is you parry, and I don't really know how those work because I've never tried them. <laughs> uh, but I do like the dodge one, which is, like, the faster kung fu style, where if you dodge a little bit, the other character who's tried to hit you slows down slightly after you've dodged. Right, gives you so it gives you a little opening to hit them. Um, and uh, But with the drunken style of Kung Fu, you dodge. I don't know if it slows them down at all or much. But it, it, it gives them a little shove. It hits them. So you do a little twirl. And you do this little ballet drunken twirl. And then you just kind of go, up, and you hit them with your palms. And they kind of get knocked back and stunned and don't know what's going on (laughs) Um, and it's really 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 fun to do there's the one when you dodge backwards is you kind of go back and you lift your foot so high in the air that it kind of just slaps them in the chin (laughs) but it doesn't even hurt like it doesn't hurt the the opposing character very much it just kind of like is a little like insulting little tap (laughs) Um, and there's a whole load of stuff like that there's a really really a thing that's really popular among the players right now is there's a very special move, which I haven't got yet. I don't. I don't know. I haven't found it yet because the way to get new moves in Absolver is you have to find somebody in the world, either another player or an NPC who has a move, and then you have to block that move from them, and you learn it a little bit every time you block it. Right. That sounded or, like such a good system. It's it's really an incredible system. It. Like it it in one sense, if you're only playing offline, it is kind of farmy and grindy because you just have to find enemies who will punch you over and over again. Mm-hmm. And just take that. But if you dodge it, or block it, or parry it, you you learn it faster. So, anyway, um, one of the moves that is available is just a slap. Nice. <laughs> it's just a slap in the face. It's like your your body, your personage stands completely <laughs> stock still, straight, and your right arm just goes like just slaps <laughs> the other person in the face. And one of the big things that's come up in the community is to kill someone using this slap is the, is the biggest insult. Oh, it's like I killing someone with a pan in yeah. Battlegrounds. Yeah, yeah. Right? If you basically, if you can, if you can, if your finishing move is this slap, it's so insulting. That's brilliant. Have it, you been killed by one? I haven't been killed by one. Yeah. I haven't even encountered oh. anyone with the slap. You've just heard of the mythical I've just, slap. I've seen videos of it. <laughs> I've heard of it. I know that this move is out there and I'm, I'm, hope, I'm I want to go on some kind of it feels like to to the gift it. of the slap is how you resign. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to get just get very close to like losing a lot of fights to like and, and yeah. possibly someone is gonna mm. go for like yeah yeah basically but then slap. I have Tempt to I have to block that. oh it's the biggest risk because if oh. you don't block it then if you... I don't block it then I'm dead by slap <laughs> oh god but and and that, even that is just I have to block it and then uh, that's only a tiny tiny fraction of the learn of, of the move Christ. learned. Man. So you have to do it over and over and over again. Basically, what you really have to do is have a friend who knows how to slap. You just keep and then you, you just yeah. like, you, you know, you spar with them and they slap you over and over again. You block it for ages. Mm. It'll take like 20 minutes or mm. something for them to give you the slap just by slapping your arm over <laughs> and over again. It's like, do you know how to slap someone yet? Do you know do how to slap someone yet? Do you know how to do it? That, I love the, the only, idea that these moves like propagate almost like viruses, well, like, you know, like person to yeah. person. It, it, it's wonderful as well because it's basically it's it's taking the prod in worms, yeah, <laughs> and it's turning it into a viral a viral martial arts move. And <laughs> I loved and that prod. So Adam much. and I were talking about this, and we were saying like, there's so much fertile ground here mm. because. What you, I mean, like the different kinds of weird moves that they could add in mm. at any point would be wonderful. Like, imagine someone taking off, you can wear gloves in it, and imagine someone taking off a glove and slapping you with the glove <laughs> and then putting their glove back on. Or, you know, similar kinds of weird mostly things slaps. like that. <laughs> yeah, mostly, mostly slaps. Or, you know, grabbing your hand 
and then hitting you with it oh. over and over and over again <laughs> and being like, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. <laughs> you know? uh, or that thing where people like flick you in the forehead. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the meta game of like defeating someone, but defeating them in the most insulting way possible. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. But yeah. um, uh, that, that said, I have the same problem that you might have with uh, Plunk Bat, which is that I am bad at it. <laughs> I have fought maybe 20 matches, direct matches. They're called combat trials where it's just you one-on-one against mm-hmm. somebody else. Um, you're not in the world proper. You're in an arena. Um, and I fought like 20 of these matches. I have won one of them. <laughs> right. And it is because the other player got disconnected. <laughs> yeah, it still counts. It still counts. Some the score sheet. Like, it, it, like I, am, I am bad at it on top of that. Um, I'm, I'm just really slow and I think my, my hands are just I just can't keep up with the speed and the and the skill that other people have but I keep coming back to it because it's so it feels so good when you do get a hit in mm. the rounds are like um, it's best of five I think or something like that um, so uh, even if you win one round you feel like yeah, a yeah. king you know um, and I'm really, really bad at it, but I got into a, a proper, proper fight with one player, and uh, she just appeared, and like I thought, this is gonna be like any other match, and she just did, she just pummeled me into the ground, and I and usually what you do is you ask for a rematch, you get a rematch, um, but most people if they beat you, they think you're too easy, they go off. Wow. Or if, you know, if you, I imagine if you beat them, then they'll quit. You know, yeah, yeah. the other player usually quits the loser. It's, it's supposed to almost walk away in shame, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't do that. I always just ask for a rematch because like I don't want to. I don't want to sit through the matchmaking again. Oh, okay. I will fight oh. someone who beats me over and over again. Okay, that's, that's just to avoid it. Slightly less like romantic than, than no, 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 what no. I thought you were going for. It was like I, I just no, can't get up. But but also it does work because it, I feel like I am. I've played probably about five fights with her, five or six fights with her, and I improve the most just fighting her over mm. and over and over again and you can do these little emotes that like tell you what you're doing and we almost got into an agreement where we wouldn't use any of our special powers because you can like use these special powers to heal yourself or knock people off edges and stuff like that we wouldn't use any of those we just fought hand to hand like and it was so satisfying to have an agreement with someone yeah. like that and she she was just playing with me as long as I wanted to play she would play I guess it was alright for her because she's just winning every yeah. time <laughs> so just jump um but it got to the point where I accidentally hit her off the edge once and then I was like, okay, I won that round unfairly and the next match I kind of like put my thumbs up to her or no, I looked, I did a little sad emote like I was sorry <laughs> and then I just like ran off the edge <laughs> and from that moment on, if either of us knocked the other off the edge, it was seen, it was, it was nullified as a win. <laughs> um, so I do like that there's little, like there's little community things like a code of honor. Yeah. The, yeah. There's not exactly a code of honor, but there is something like that forming right now. As yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, it, it it it's got uh, it's got legs for me. Nice fighting. That's awesome. It just depends whether I'll get annoyed with not being able to win ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every one in twenty, there's a disconnect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. You take that. <laughs> take what you can get. <laughs> Oh, um, so that is Absolver, um, and I didn't do questions this week because uh, essentially we are away from home <laughs> and everything is we strange and new. And we we've didn't just know got how to ask a question. <laughs> tub. Um, mostly, it's because none of uh, our uh, accounts are connected on our devices. It's it's official things only. So Ooh, they um, don't want you tweeting on the go. Well, it's more that I didn't set that. I deleted the <laughs> I deleted the LPS Twitter account from my phone oh. to stop me from checking on it nice. at weekends okay, and things. Um, anyway, that's all by the by. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was explaining why we did not have a question section like usual this week and why it's been um, sort of a delightful guest, but not the usual structure. <laughs> um, but in terms of a closing sentiment, I was actually thinking while you were talking about the Absolver stuff, perhaps if we give an idea for what one of our finishing moves would be if we if we had such a thing <laughs> a finishing move <laughs> yeah either a finishing move or like a final insult in a in combat situation Ooh. if someone was playing as for example the brendan character i mean what's yours 
Well, I was thinking I would possibly. So you know how I've taken up weightlifting quite recently. Oh yeah. So it's um, my in real life. I do a lot of trying to show people my bicep and having them like feel around on my arm so they can actually <laughs> feel it. Like there. So right, you have to feel that. Okay, so I'm feeling your bicep. No, no, you have to. No, uh, I'm feeling it. Okay, I'm fine. It. You're slowly <laughs> turning yeah. your arm so, so that you can feel the right place so rather that, than the, so that you'll yeah. you'll beat me up. Exactly. So it would probably be just to have someone admiring the gun show that is oh, my okay. arm. Nice. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I think I think I might uh, steal um, a a fight move from a friend of mine. Um, she says that if she, I think this is this has come from like her mother. So I think this like this this fight move might well have been passed on from generation oh, to generation. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's to like if you do accidentally find yourself in a situation which you need to fight another person just like vomit all over yourself and like as many bodily fluids like, from any orifice that you can I you can manage in the moment with that. yeah you just you just like <laughs> and like in doing so the other person will be like so that was a really hard noise today coming well like either they'll be like i don't want to touch that because it's gross or like this person is like is crazy i don't know what they're gonna do next or, or like just, they'll just feel a bit dying. they'll just feel a bit sorry for me because perhaps yeah. i'm very unwell oh, and wow. then they'll they'll do the equipment of like just quitting i guess like and they'll go to matchmaking <laughs> with someone else and then that counts as a win and you're, you're fine because i don't think like typically i'm not going to be able to be very good in, in a fight i don't i can't do punches so vo- vomit and like Various so you're, bo- that's fluids. a self-defense. Like it's like how ladybirds have their. Oh yeah, so I guess like, as a finishing move, I would also open with it. It's the only yeah. move that I have actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, it is <laughs> opening and finishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a very. If ladybirds feel threatened, they basically bleed from their knees. <laughs> what? Wow. Like this bitter fluid that is the beetle-like version of blood. It's um, hemolymph, I think. Um, and that's what that yellow stuff is. Oh, when yeah. yeah. Oh. And so that's them. Like, they, they sort of... They have that reflex bleeding from their knees. Yeah, uh, okay, so well, that predators I'd, I'd, I'd incorporate don't. a bit of that into it as well. So there'd be a, a bit of knee blood as well. <laughs> I think I would steal, like, I think I would do that thing that cats do, where they kind of sit very, very still, and then they slowly raise their paw, <laughs> and you just know they're about to hit something. It's when they're going to hit something and they're not yeah. sure of. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they're they're attacking something they've not attacked before, and they'll just, like, they'll just, like, slap it, like, a little bit, like, give it a, give it a, like, yeah, poke. Yeah. But I think I'd do that to someone close to... You know, like in a nice. worm style, close to your ledge. Mm. I'd just be like, like just whip them with my. I like the hand. slow build up to that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very slowly. Like, do you want claws for this as well, or would you do it? Like, yeah, you'd have to do yeah. it like claw style, wouldn't you? So mm. your your hand would be out in a claw, and then you just kind of go. Yeah, it's a swipe. Yeah, you whip. It? No, you yeah. whip your hand forward. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That is, that's it. You're absolutely right. When cats do that, it's because they are thinking like, should I'm not should sure I hit this? this? However, I don't think I've ever seen a cat. Not then decide. No, yes, they never put their hands never gone, No, not today. There is one. There is one video on the internet somewhere, and I don't know how you would even Google for this, of a cat doing that to another smaller cat, of raising its hand, and then you know it's about to hit it, and then it just really slowly does it. It just really slowly like pats the head of the other cat, and it's like, should I hit it? Probably not too hard. Yeah, but I wouldn't be that forgiving. <laughs> This probably says a lot more about us than we were intending it yeah, to. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, <laughs> so um, Chris Bratt, this is the part where I say all of our social stuff. So oh, be okay. ready. Right. Be ready with your Twitter details if you would like to share sure. them. Sure, yeah. So <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us for questions and things on any other week when we're actually doing the podcast that we usually promise we will do, uh, it is podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. Our website is rockpapershotgun.com. On most social things, our official handle is at rockpapershot. Uh, that holds true for things like Twitter and the YouTubes. And <laughs> what? The YouTubes. The YouTubes. It, I'm a grown up. 2017. 
um, and individually, you can follow us. Let's start with Chris Bratt. Oh, what is I, your Twitter? Mine is Bratters, which is like my surname with E R Z at the end because I came up with that username when I was thirteen. Thanks. <laughs> still, I still call you that. So. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I deserve it. How about you, Brendy? Uh, I'm at Brendy underscore C. And I am at Philippa War. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-P-A-W-A-R. Last request. If you like what we do, a nice positive review on iTunes wouldn't go amiss. Thank you. Um, I think that's everything for this week. So shall we say goodbye? I cool. think we should. Thank mm. you so much for having me. And for being on. Aww. Aww. Nice. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.